Hello, everyone. This is Padre Paul Funson, and tonight is a, a very special night. It's our monthly free healing prayer tele-service that our community does, hopefully once a month. We try to do that every month, and this month is not more special than others, but there's a lot going on in the world, so we have a lot to cover in this hour of prayer, communion, fellowship, scriptures. Uh, tonight, I'm also, I also ask two people to be on with me, actually two community members. One of them is yours truly, Susan Wallace, who's an ordained minister with Celebrating Life. It hasn't been over, is it 10 years? It's been longer than that, Susan? Since I was ordained or since I've been part of the community? Um, well, let's do both. I was, I was ordained in 2014, so that's that's just a little over three years, but oh, sure. I've been I've been connected with celebrating life since 2001. See, because I knew not an oldie but goodie, but I knew you've <laughs> been with us a long time. A very long time, yeah. Yeah, well, and thank you for that faithfulness. Oh. God says thank you oh. because it's community is I think is what it's all about, especially when we hurt, when we're in pain, when we need spiritual guidance. Community is so important for the building up of our own faith because sometimes we need it just as we do in this world today. So, And our next guest or co-host also is Craig Rippins. So hello, Craig. Yeah, hi, Padre. It's a blessing to be here tonight. Thank you. Craig is one of our students in our educational program, and I've been reading his, like all the other students, their reports that come in, and I think with tonight's topics, I thought the Holy Spirit's breath was breathing on both Susan and Craig to be a part of our this teleclass tonight, so I'm most gracious for both their yeses for this evening. And like all our, whether it's our teleclass, teleservice, or services, we always start out with prayer, because to me, that's who celebrating life is all, all about, so. So why don't, if you want to, if you want to place your hand on your heart as a point of contact, and we'll all go deeper and deeper into that, to the Christ consciousness tonight. However you see God. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just say thank you for drawing us near to your heart. To me, to the sacred heart of Jesus, to the sacred heart of Mary, to all light beings, light energies, saints, sages, Masters, teachers, healing entities from the Casa, the universal I am, the oneness, blessing, diksha, all these many parts and attributes of the essence of our Creator. We just draw near tonight to your, your heavenly face, your heavenly heart as we draw the sweetness of your breath, the warmth of your touch, and the gaze of your look to not only heal our souls, our hearts, our minds, our bodies, but that extension of grace to heal others, especially those who have been affected by the many hurricanes that have passed through the United States, the boundaries, the the massacre in Las Vegas, and just our own pain and suffering, those who are sick among us, those who are in dire need of a word from you. It's in that closeness, it's in that whispers that we all hunger for more of you, God. So I ask you now, Holy Spirit, to come, sweep over our souls, 
draw us near, draw us in to your presence, O Lord, where the miracles happen, where the forgiveness happens, where the abundance happens, where the healing happens, where the reconciliation happens, and divine order takes place. We just say thank you, God, for your living presence in our lives. Fill us more with your presence now. And many of you in the homes that you are or the workplace or the car, wherever you're listening to this program, that heavenly presence, we just call on the angels for it's the feast of the holy angels, our divine helpers. They help us reconcile. They help us draw near. They bring us the healing and our individual guardian angels. We just say thank you for their presence in our lives. And all those helpers who help us get us to our own destinies and purposes. And there are many. There are thousands. There are millions. All at the service of our Lord. We thank you, O Lord our God, for uh, the, the saints like Padre Peel who's had a feast day. We celebrate his presence and our mentor, Padre Ron Ross, for your great intercessions is so needed in our lives, in our community. We thank you for your healing presence. So we seal in that work in our lives and those around us. With an amen and an amen. So be it. Amen. Wow, didn't know I had that much prayer in me. <laughs> it's amazing. There's so much going on in this world, as most of you know, especially if you watch any TV or heard the news lately with, uh, in Las Vegas with the 59 deaths. It's just so sad. I mean, it's and just to hear the reports of the people who survived, who helped those people die, you know, in their arms. There's some incredible stories coming from that. And the question that you you might ask, I might ask, or I have asked, the why, how come? If we're walking with God, then why does that happen? Why would it happen to your best friend or maybe your husband, your wife, your daughter, your son? The why is not the, the question here is, the, the, the question to be asked is, Lord, have mercy. The scripture teaches us that our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities in the other world. Call it the second dimension. And But because we're so connected to the first dimension, earth here, and friendships, loved ones, acquaintances, that we get attached to that loss. So it stirs up in me when I heard the news. I first couldn't believe it. <laughs> we go into denial that this is either some old news I'd never heard before, but it can't be brand new, and here it was, and it, and it happened. And it's like, wow. And then the question is also asked, can, where will we be safe? As many as we've had shootings before in many different locations, so the question that I ask myself is, am I safe in God? Because the scripture talks about us being in the will of God, having a relationship with our Lord. And if we do, which I believe everybody on this phone call is, because I don't believe you wouldn't have tuned in if you didn't, that there's safety in God. 
Now, the promise is, in the scripture, doesn't say that we'll get sick or we won't die. It says, but if we do, and when we die, God is present. So it's in that relationship, and that's really the definement of that relationship. Can I be at peace regardless of the circumstances that surround me and you? And that answer is actually yes. And I am sure if I opened the lines and had everybody tell a story about when God was closest to you, would have been or could have been a situation where you were in dire need, whether it was an illness, whether it was an accident, where it was a near-death experience, all those equate into, but God was present, our guardian angels were present. So it's in that, I call it the mystery of life itself, that we really get the knock on the door of, I call it God's heart, and says, let me in, especially when we have tragedies around us or hurricanes around us, when we can't find safety except in God. And I think we all asked that question in the last month or two. There's been a lot of challenges going on, a lot. And how does that define who you are in your relationship with God? So tonight we're going to talk about those things. We're going to explore those, the ideas or expand on what we know as true, but then also expand in a greater way in that proportion of who God is to you. So um, I'm going to open up the lines with, not the line, I'm going to ask Susan Wallace my first question then. For Susan, when you heard, let's say the for the story most recent, Las Vegas, where was your heart? Where was your mind? What did you do or, or say or, or pray? Well, like for most of us, I think the first reaction was, was just shock. Yeah. Quite honestly, being, I would love to say my first, the first thing that came to me was to pray. I think I just wanted comfort in that moment of shock and I went, into my my husband was in his office and I just went in and I said, "Oh, did you hear?" And it was it was it was a gift. It was comforting just that he was there and that you know we could just hold each other. Oh, that's beautiful. I like that. I love that actually. Run to the closest one. Be near. Whether it's in the physical or in the spiritual, but there is I call it the connection, the relationship. And sometimes we just at times we don't know how to process it. I say sometimes. A lot of times we don't know how to process it. And first we match the natural, which is our human nature. And then we go to, I call it the higher place, which is where God can answer every question that we do have. But I think that's a perfect answer, Susan, because it's just, I call it, for me, my mind stood still again. It's like, oh, my God, here we go again. It's like it doesn't compute. You know, you're first trying to figure it out. And. Sometimes death we don't figure out. We've all had loved ones, family members pass. And that milly moment, they're from in this, on earth, now in heaven. And it's like, there's that leap, but that separation really startles us at times. So, yeah, I I agree with you, Susan, that I'm happy to hear your response. I am. Mm, Good. I, I think the thoughts that I've been having you know, the last couple of days, I, and I certainly don't dwell too often because it's just too hard to think about, but I can't help but think about this person who did this. That's another member of our human race. How, how, how could 
my brother in humanity. You know, how could that be? How could someone be that disturbed? Yeah. What I like, not like, what I've heard, and maybe they come out later, but they haven't found a motive, which in this toxic world we live in right now, call it race issues or terrorists, We can't pinpoint it was this that did it. So if he's, I call it neutral, there we, again, our mind tries to get in the way of interpreting. Then I can be against or, but if he's just your brother, period, how do we respond? And Jesus always says, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your brother, love your sister as yourself. That's the command. That's the gift. And now we have to reach down deeper into our soul to offer that which is, it's a work in progress. I don't say it comes instantaneously, but over time, the responsible will go to peace, which we, we go to God. So I think we all have answered, not answered, asked those questions. And did we get a response? <laughs> a one that we could live with, so to speak. So I'm going to turn the talk over with Craig now. So Craig, when you heard about Las Vegas, what was your first response? It was... Like a wound, I I believe. I mean, we get this information so instantaneously. So I I woke up in the morning and within a few minutes, pick up my phone to see what news blasts are across and I see the headline and it's like, it's almost unbelievable. And we have the images immediately available to us. And what I felt was after the shock and just, it was just kind of a heartfelt, well, first sadness and then I realized that for each person killed, for each person wounded, there's a whole network of people who are going to be not directly physically wounded, but emotionally and spiritually wounded. So there's this this blanket and network across the globe of people who are going to be wounded by by this. And I just felt myself to send out a a prayer. It's like I felt kind of helpless. How how can I... pray for this. I mean, so many people are impacted by it. So I just kind of let loose and just send out a general healing, wish for healing, and just a wish that people can find some some peace in this moment. And it's going to be a process. And I realize that it's going to be a long, long time healing, not just for the people involved, but just for our our society to 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 deal with this. And I just opened it up, opened up my heart and just tried to blanket the world <laughs> with a healing prayer. Yeah, my first thought was mercy, Lord Jesus, mercy, because mm-hmm. I want to run to the heart of God because I know I have nothing to give because my body's in shock right now of listening to what is. And, you know, you made a good point, Craig, talk about, yes, 59 have passed entered internal internal life but there's over 500 that was wounded and and then there's those scars of family members love partners children whatever it might be friends that when they heard the news about their friend whatever that situation was i'm sure was in tear and i think the word tear matches some of our experience here because we've had multiple, just like the hurricanes, which has just have been devastating for so many people, whether it's the death or the loss of their homes or their belongings or their finances or their businesses. I mean, it, the list goes on and on, and some don't even still have, whether it's food or 
the electricity, which we all know is so needed, or like even Puerto Rico, not even cash, because credit cards has always been the key, like in wherever around the world. So when a disaster like that happens, now what do you do? And sometimes it's too late to catch catch up, so to speak. <laughs> I wish I would have known this, 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 this before this happened. And But here's one of the keys, I believe, and for all those listening is, it is about our relationship with God, period. And it's like, yes, the, the shock of having a person die in your arms. I mean, that's tragic. Or dying of cancer. It doesn't matter who or the means. It's, are we going to have solace to know that the person we're holding or seeing or praying for will see God and be welcomed into that heavenly place? That would be number one. And then it's like, well, if that was me, am I prepared for that? And we can all say, well, I think I'm maybe 50% prepared or 70% prepared. It's that gray area that we all have that we're unsure of. So to me, that's where, and this teleclass is kind of broad tonight, is we're going to talk about the, our guardian angels, our favorite saints. And I can talk about the miracles on the East Coast and those that will come on the West Coast coming up soon. I'm looking forward to this dialogue because I know that same spirit that I was just on the East Coast and there was this presence that was with us. And in that presence, in that atmosphere, people's lives change. Now, coming back home and listening to the news, especially with Las Vegas, if I was there at that concert, would I have the same presence around me? You know, I heard one or two reports where uh, a brother and a sister were there, and the sister jumped on top of the, her younger brother, you know, even though in their 20s. And afterwards, after the shock and all, of course, they didn't get hurt. But brother says, I was an atheist. He says, now I believe, he goes, because my older sister covered me. So there had to be a God, because he says, if it was opposite, I, I would not have jumped on her. So... In a moment, he realized how much, because she says she didn't have any fear of death. And it's like, wow, can we actually say that about ourselves or our loved one, our spouse, even our animals? Or are we willing to let them go into a beautiful place called God? You know, that takes confidence in you know that you know that you know. And I'm going to digress just a little from that, just give you a firsthand experience of my own, because we're talking about angels too. And I am sure we're going to hear about all these angel stories from that event in Las Vegas, the protection, the, the wisdom, the guidance, all those things. We talk about we all have a guardian angel, and the scripture says they're with us for our lifetime. So, and they're there to protect, to guide those things. And I remember, and some of you have heard this story, but I think you'll understand why I'm telling this story again tonight because it matches this perfect opportunity of surrender. I remember 20 years ago, I was going to go to a basketball game and I was late and it was snowing at the time. And so, of course, Paul takes off and is in the van and I there's an hour drive and because I was late, I was speeding going 70 miles an hour, and even though it was snowing and I was passing two large semis, well, unbeknownst to me, and I should have remembered that, but didn't because I'm narrow-minded and wanted to get to the game, that I passed these two semis. Well, when you pass, there's that wind shift, and in that wind shift, it created a whiteout. And I went, oh, my God. 
I'm going 70 miles an hour. There's two semis I'm passing, and I know what's on the other side of the road. There's a a large ditch because there's a creek there. I knew where I was on the road. And I heard this voice because it was a whiteout, and I heard this voice that says, drop your hands. Take your hands off the steering wheel. Now, common sense would tell you, well, it's a snowstorm. I'm passing. I'm going 70 miles an hour. That's suicide. But I had this piece. I heard the voice. And I believe it was my guardian angel, and I dropped my hands. And after about a couple of seconds, I'm sure, but it felt like a lifetime, I just felt like the van kind of spinning and then slowing down and then going backwards. And it's like, and then it came to a stop, and I'm going, am I dead? What happened? Because I was waiting for death, and that day it did not happen. But my guardian angel backed my van down this ravine, and... The other miraculous thing is after the shock and all and just traumatized, and I was traumatized for two weeks, I drove out of this ditch, which is a major, in snow. And so there were so many miracles happened. But I can say at the time of death, which I knew was happening, there was peace. So when you take your last breath, whether it's by a gunshot, whether it's by a disease, or whether it's by natural causes, Our beloved is next to us. Our angels are there to support us. It's in those moments that we get to be captivated by heaven's presence. And that atmosphere that I now believe, what I call the essence of celebrating life, is growing. It's maturing. And I've seen that on the East Coast when we did the healings and the words of knowledge that came to people. I mean, and they were profound, and we had so many beautiful testimonies of what that word meant to people and how it changed their life, or even changed their body parts from 90% pain in their body to no pain, to legs now can bend because they couldn't. There were some great, one had cancer, and she went to the doctor on Monday for a scan, and I think on Wednesday she was all clear of cancer. So it's like God was so good, but people felt that presence. Just as you're feeling that presence now, because we're two or more gathered in thy name, there I am. And it's in that sacred place that we, we want to be feel like we're always at home, and we are. Now when our mind gets a hold of it, now that's a different story. It becomes a story. But when presence shows up, you know that you know that you know whether it's my last breath or it's my next breath into eternity is one and the same. So I don't mean to get preachy, but just wanted to share that one element of who God is to me personally. But that's been years of development. So even if this is your, I call it, first awakening or an opportunity to grow, because I believe you're on this phone call is because you want to learn how to pray, which means you want to draw closer to God and use this experience to have an invitation to grow deeper with your relationship. So, Susan, in your, in your walk with the Holy Spirit, in your walk with the angels, are you, do you know your angel? Do you talk to your angel? Well, I talk to my guides. Okay. And I, don't, I know that I don't know them all. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to get to know some of the, the guides, and I'm, I'm aware that there's more to go for me to really know them. But it's, hmm, how can I say? It's pretty, I, I love the, the, what's, what's shifted for me lately is just the awareness that there are specific beings who are really paying attention to me. 
Well, just like in the saints talk about that. You know, I think that's why at least maybe most people on this call that you might have your favorite saint, favorite guide, and they do show up because we're given attention to. To me, it's the relationship. Padre Pio was a, a great saint, a great friar, a great priest, a monk. He had this extraordinary gift of uh, bilocating. He had the five wounds of Christ, and, but he, one of his charisms was hearing confessions for like 17, 18 hours a day. It's like, that's a long time. And then he got up and ate, and then he went and prayed some more. And it's like his whole life was about prayer. Saying in a different way, his life was about relationships. And so mm-hmm. our family was so had such a grace with Padre Pio because my younger brother got healed through his intercession. So he's always been, a, I call it, a friend of the Funson family from me early on, five years old, till now. So it's in that relationship. Now, Craig, do you have any favorite saints? Oh, yes, many. And I, I was so tickled in the last less than two weeks. It's like all my favorite saints had their feast days. And oh, it's yeah. like beginning with, <laughs> beginning with Padre Pio and on September 23rd, and then the Archangels Raphael and Gabriel and Michael on the 29th, and then St. Therese, and then yeah. the Guardian Angel Festival uh, yesterday. Yeah. And I, I, I feel I'm starting to feel their embrace in my meditation. And, and it's something I've experienced since I was a little kid, actually. But most recently with the feast day of San Gabriel or St. Archangel Gabriel. It's I was born in San Gabriel, the town of San Gabriel, and I, I, I went. I I used to go to the old Adobe Mission for Mass when I was a kid, and wow. and and then I thought, well, why is Gabriel so important? Well, of course, it's the Annunciation, and yeah. uh, I went and I read, read in Luke that whole story of when Gabriel comes to to Mary and tells her what's in store for her and today and mary of course gets upset and gabriel says don't worry i mean the the holy spirit will come to you and overshadow you like a cloud of light and today in meditation i decided to just in my imagination pretend i was like a fly on the wall during the annunciation and just kind of there and witnessing gabriel coming to mary and just kind of feeling her concern and awe and I just, I felt the Holy Spirit come down and just like a cloud of light. And it was like, how wonderful. And so Ron Ross said that the imagination is the playground of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. And yes. so so I, I have a wild imagination and I, I exploit it as much <laughs> as I can. And this is, this is just one, one example of, I just like literally feeling in the presence of Gabriel, and since it was so close to his feast day, right. his or her feast day, I don't right. know which, but... Uh, <laughs> I know exactly uh, what you're saying. <laughs> but it was just, it was just, I was, it was just such a wonderful meditation. Well, you know, I appreciate that because... Um, James Martin, I know it's on the, our reading list for the studentship, where he, it's a, he's a Jesuit priest, and he, it's called My Life with mm-hmm. the Saints. And he he talks about how each saint is different, and he encourages the reader, use your imagination, imagine what it's like to be in the presence of these saints. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do that, and I can I can feel their presence. I'm so happy about that. That's beautiful, and 
coming from you of your spiritual journey, and it's been accelerating the last couple of years, so I'm just delighted to hear that, Craig. We talked about the feast day of Gabriel, Michael, and Raphael, the archangels, and I never, I mean, I knew Gabriel, Michael, Raphael. I always knew he was a healing angel, but I really didn't pay attention to, I call it, had a relationship with Raphael. And it wasn't a couple of years ago when I was at Dana's group, FSD, and which the St. Raphael's Parish is actually like two blocks away from it. So he said, oh, you want to visit it? I go, okay, I've never been there, so yes. And, and they have a little chapel, they had a big church, and then the chapel of San Marino. Raphael. And I remember just sitting in that little chapel and all of a sudden like heaven opened up and Raphael just spoke to me and it's like, whoa, it's like I was sobbing <laughs> and crying and it's like, I didn't know. I'd seen, I heard it in movies but never had my first experience with an angel like that. I didn't see it, but I felt the presence. I just felt it. It was immense. And I remember the word says, I will help lead Celebrating Life. And it's like, oh, my God, this is huge. Because I know Padre Ron was going to do that, and I always know Padre Peel was, because he's, our, to me, my patron saint, or C.L.L. patron saint. And now have an archangel look over us, and it's like, since that time, the miracles have increased. So it mm-hmm. does, it's about the relationship. So if anything that you get out of this phone call is develop your relationships with your angels, your guides, God, Mary, Jesus, Yogananda, the gurus, whatever it might be, because they're going to lead you to greater awareness of the presence of God. And that's really what it's all about. And the the feast days, whether it's St. Therese or Francis, which I think is, is it coming up tomorrow. I mean, they're all together. And it's like, this is a group groupie week, so to speak, you know, in my world. And it's like, because whenever I hear those, the saints' names, they all have a meaning because I've studied them. I've prayed their prayers. I've read their lives. So it matters to me. And I know it matters to each one of you. So there's a prayer of a quote from Francis de Sales, and I'd like to just share that with you. And I think it uh, reflects just the the last couple of traumas that I say the United States or our world has had, what we've just been talking about. And it talks, and Francis says, have no fear for what tomorrow may bring. The same loving God who cares for you today will care for you tomorrow and every day. God will either shield you from suffering or give you unfailing strength to bear it. Be at peace then, and put aside all anxiety, all fears, today. And it's like, wow. Call it an answer to prayer or something to ponder, because like all of us, when we have fearful thoughts or traumas or tragedies, our mind tries to interpret it. Instead of allowing grace, our guardian angel, Yeshua, Mary, to let the whispers of heaven acknowledge what that is. And being a good old Catholic, we have a lot of Catholic traditions, and one of them was, and Ron Roth always made fun of it, is like, well, when you're sick, when you're in pain, just offer it up. And I remember one of Ron's favorite quotes, well, what does God want with it? And it's like, well, true. (laughs) I get that. But if we go back to what actually Jesus did do for us dying on the cross, but it said for all of our suffering, all our disease, and the scripture says once and for all. So when we have that relationship with the divine, then we ha- we receive all the benefits, which is the peace, the healing, the reconciliation, the protection. All of those things matter. 
It reminds me of the um, one person who was interviewed for Las Vegas, and she said she had her father there, but his father had a camera on the back of his back and to carry around. And after that trauma, they got home, and he realized... Actually, he was shot, but the camera lens protected him. The camera did because it was all busted. So it's like, oh, my God, mm. he was shot, but that protected him. And so was that an angel? Was that a just divine protection or was it luck? We all have seasons in our lives and no one knows the day, the time or the hour that we will pass. So that reconciliation of who God is to you is so important. And hopefully one of those flavors, one of those thoughts will come to you as we pray tonight or as we've spoken, Susan, Craig, or I have spoken, one of those thoughts has a tendency to go deeper into our own lives. And I think it's very important that we all make it a point to, I call it, not only say our prayers, but pray our prayer. And maybe that prayer is help. Maybe that prayer is forgiveness. Or, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they do. Well, let's kind of wipe the slate clean and not take judgment, but yet offer compassion, healing, reconciliation for anyone, whether it's a hurricane victim or what's a shooting victim. We all have our traumas, and we take a broader look at the world, and if you want to look at the present moment, even in the, the controversy about kneeling at the Pledge of Allegiance at the flag, we have a... America is a great country, and we all have choices. We get our freedom of choice or freedom from our words. But yet, when we get so divided, it, it, where is the common ground here? Because your truth could be true, my truth could be true, but we're both going to argue which one is the higher one or the lower one. Mm-hmm. And instead of going to God and says, that's who is true, so let's mm-hmm. listen to his words, her words, however you see God, but listen to that truth. Because we can fundamentally disagree, but yet we're going to argue or kill someone because of it, instead of our really role is to love beyond measure. And here, if I look at my own life, when I grew up and when I made that decision to follow Christ at 17, it made a difference in my life. And now, almost 40 years later, the... I'm still choosing Christ, still letting go of my old nature of wanting to judge, wanting to punish, wanting to hurt, because whether something was done to me or I didn't like the outcome. That's my old nature. And we're supposed to, the scripture says, to die to self and then take on the personality of God. So we all have work to do. I think in that work we really do draw near to, I call it the throne of grace. So as we move into this next portion of our program tonight, Susan, do you have a prayer or a scripture or a reading that you'd love to share tonight? Yes. Thank you. I'm being really, really strongly guided. I wanted to share with anyone who isn't aware of this that, at least in the Catholic world, October is the month of the rosary. Oh, that's right. And just for me, Praying the rosary, particularly this month, means joining with so many people on earth who are praying this rosary. And, you know, our mother, Mary, really promises that with devotion to the rosary, she's pouring more and more grace and love into the world. Absolutely. So it's, it's just such a wonderful time for us to use that that means of connecting and of building the relationship with the mother and and doing it as so many other people are praying the rosary now too you know we just create a 
I, I just I see, actually see like flames going up to heaven. Just, yeah, and if the rosary is not your tool that you're comfortable with, just to know that that we are having, we're establishing that, or we're building the stronger connection to the mother now during this month, and it's so needed. And it's just any way that you connect in to that devotion really is a prayer for the whole world. That's beautiful. That is so important because however your version of God, I always say the divine heart of God or Mary, the divine heart of Jesus, the male, the female, they both have a presence. And Mary's presence is so huge, and I call it in celebrating life. We have so many uh, Marian or devotionals to Mary because Mary says... Give me your prayers, and I'll pray to my son, Jesus, on behalf of you. And I said, what a great intercessor. It's just we have a, a way that we can do it. If we don't feel, quote, worthy to go to God, at least we have this opportunity of having a great intercessor of Mary. And Mary's been, again, a huge part of my life. And, mm-hmm. yes, I'm so happy I actually had it in front of me, so I'm happy I asked you Susan, because there's that divine flow happening in our own community, and we have great devotion to Mary. And I think we'll probably, when I start praying, I think we'll do the Our Father and the Hail Mary and the Glory Be, just as a a community Mm -hmm. together, and then allow the Holy Spirit to speak words, prayers, on behalf of everyone listening tonight. So, Craig, do you have a a prayer, a whisper, a reading tonight also? Yeah, I have a reading. I've been reading every every day uh, an excerpt from a devotional text of letters that Padre Pio wrote. And they're usually letters of advice. And this one from October 2nd was very perfect for me, given the events in Las Vegas. And just gave me me an encouragement. I'll read this this, uh, letter he wrote to a woman who he was counseling. My good daughter, keep walking at the same pace and do not worry if it seems slow to you. If you have good and resolute intentions, you can do nothing but advance in the good way. Know, my most beloved daughter, in your practice of virtue, you do not need to be always actively attentive to everything. That would actually entangle you and take up too much of your thoughts and affections. In conclusion, you can and must stay peaceful because the Lord is with you. And it is precisely he who is at work in you. Do not fear remaining in the boat in which he has placed you and left you. Abandon yourself entirely into the arms of our Heavenly Father's divine goodness. Do not be afraid because your fear, because your fear would be even sillier than a baby's fear in the lap of its mother. You wrote that in the... Uh, 1918, but just the the phrase, do not fear remaining in the boat in which he has placed you, it it was just, it just really struck me. Wow, that's powerful, Craig. Very powerful. Uh, One of the people who was in Las Vegas was in that concert, so it's like a cattle car, and we had no place to go. Mm. The same thing with a boat. God placed you there, but there's, there's always reasons, and God did not kill those people. I want to be very clear here, but there is an evil out there that desires to separate us from the love of God. And um, as long as we're anchored in God, then whether, like I said before, whatever means at which we take our last breath, then we go to God. So 
So it is our part here. And to me, that's what prayer is all about, is, is bringing us in union with the Christed one. So why don't each of us, will pray together, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, and the Glory Be, mm-hmm. and then I'll begin to pray more prayers and hopefully some words of knowledge also for healing. So if you pray with me together, and we're going to pray this on behalf of all those lives that were taken, all those who have been injured, all those who lost their homes, their finances through the hurricanes, whatever that might be, uh, we're just going to ask for the mercy of God, the kindness of God to sweep over them. So together. Padre, excuse me, this sure. isn't, um, Craig and Pat and I were talking earlier that we also, we want to be sure to pray for the person who who did this crime in Las Vegas. All of them, yes. I agree 100% because no one's left out. No one is left out. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's where my heart is. That's where our heart is. Thank you. So let's do this together then. The Our Father. Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on on earth as as it is in heaven. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And our Blessed Mother, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary. Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us. Pray for us. Now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father. To the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, never shall be. World without end. Amen. The Holy Spirit, you just took our prayers, our words, our intentions, and just spread them around the world for all those who are in need of God's mercy, God's kindness, God's healing presence. Bring them comfort. Bring them your eternal peace that passes all understanding. And then I take authority in the name of Jesus over every person who had a trauma, of whether it's the hurricanes, whether it's the, the shootings, or just the, the announcement of a death sentence in their own life by a disease in their family or in their bodies. In the name I speak to that trauma now. It's a spirit, and I speak to it now. I break its hold through the name of Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Let your fire, Father, release your angels now, your healing angels, Gabriel, Michael, Raphael, and all the legions of healing angels to go forth now for deliverance, for healing, for reconciliation. And I speak to the spirit of death. I break its hold over the consciousness of the United States. Every person, every business, every relationship, I break the spirit of death. And over every body, the spirit of death, I break its hold through the name of Jesus. And in its place, Holy Spirit, fill them with your divine light, your divine fire. Come, Holy Spirit, burn. Let the winds of change now, changing every diagnosis from negative to positive. Thank you, O Lord, from a negative experience to a positive experience. Thank you, O Lord, our God, where the veils have been lifted, the veils have been lifted, not only in your family, but in your household, in your children, in your friends, in your spouses. 
Uh, we just pray for our moms and our dads, those who have been challenged by health challenges. I just speak healing and restoration to their souls tonight. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Divine Breath. And for those new partnerships, new couples, just breakthrough in their relationship, but also in their finances and maybe their workplace. Thank you, O Lord, our God, for just open the doors, open the doors, open the doors. In the, in the Jewish tradition, we've been having holy days in the last week, and the last one to come up is the Feast of Tabernacles. But every in the Jewish year, they always have a the, the numbers speak, and it, it, it equates to a word. And this year, the word is the door. And so I look at that as the door of opportunity presents themselves. So whatever challenge you might have, whatever desires, intentions you have, the doors are open. So heaven's gates open. Heaven's gates open now for whatever your desire is. And you just name it. Just speak it out loud. Maybe it's a brand new job. Maybe it's a raise. Maybe it's a promotion. Maybe it's a ministry or a ministry gift. Whatever it is, maybe it's a new house new partner, whatever it is, I'll speak it out loud. And we just say, thank you, O Lord, our God, for this grace. I just feel this heat just passing through my arms right now. It's just going forth. So that just tells me the angels are already here to match your desire and take it to the throne of grace along with our Blessed Mother for that great intercession. We just say, thank you, God. We thank you, God, for bringing a peace that passes all understanding to those, all those affected by the shootings around the world. Let them experience your peace now. They experienced trauma. Now they're going to experience peace. And that reconciliation about the father's love, the mother's love, grow tenderly like a seed, planted into their souls to bear fruit in its given season. I thank you, O Lord, our God. Now as you place your hand on your heart for your intention for tonight's prayer for you and your family, just speak it out loud. Just speak it out loud. And let the voice of the Spirit, the healing energies, entities come. Amma Bhagwan, come. Our great intercessors. Yogananda, Buddha, come. Tree, Aurobindo, come. Sai Baba, come. Padre Pio, come. Padre Ranrath, come. St. Therese, St. Francis, come. All holy angels, come. Just fill their dwelling place now with your healing. Let the miracles happen. Let the miracles happen. I speak to cancer in the name of Jesus. I break its hold. Also, I, in the, the lower back, the legs, a person has such a difficulty in the legs, the back and the legs, the movement. I just loosen in the name of Jesus. Just loosen it now. Come, Holy Spirit. And even a blood disorder, come Holy Spirit, with just divine transfusion of God's love, God's love. Just heal, restore. Heal, restore lives. Thank you, O Lord, our God. We just pray for the peace of Jerusalem, which the scripture says. I thank you, O Lord, our God, and the peace that passes all understanding in our lives. For if we love God, then we'll love ourselves, then we'll love our neighbors. Thank you, O Lord, our God, for this jewel tonight. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your healing. We just bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within us. We bless God's holy name. Eternal.
eternal rest granted to them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in God's peace. May all the souls of the faithfully departed through the mercy of God give them rest. Amen. Thank you, God. I'm just going to let this holy moment in your prayer closet, in your home right now, just expand. And I just want to thank Susan and Craig for being on the program tonight. And all for those who have donated toward this ministry tonight, thank you. We appreciate your gift of love. Just say thank you. So we'll just end this call just knowing that I take all your prayer requests in my heart throughout this week for your special intention. Just thank you, Susan. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, everyone, being on the call. Namaste. Thank you, Padre.